0: Hello folks, welcome to another A24 Vibe Discussion. It is Halloween month, and we are keeping things extra spooky on the A24 on the Rocks podcast this month, so get a hot cider, as today we'll be doing something a bit different. I'm your only host on the episode today, and I will be interviewing an old friend of mine who is also a big A24 fan, and also someone who is currently getting her PhD in cultural anthropology from Wayne State in Detroit, with a focus on paranormal studies. This
1: is my friend Rhea Mazzola. Rhea, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here, and thanks for having me. Hell yeah.
0: a four five Discussion. So you're a cultural anth- anthropologist, but you specifically focus on paranormal studies. For So for those who might not know it, Rhea, would you... Please explain to us what you study when you study Paranormal Anthropology.
1: Sure. Uh, Paranormal Anthropology is kind of like uh, blazing the trail in the field right now. Um, I'm kind of like I'm one of the few that's doing uh, uh, work to this caliber. Uh, I specifically focus on the way that humans kind of interact like multi species like with ghosts how we kind of like negotiate space with ghosts when we believe that our house is haunted or our business is haunted and what we do to kind of like reshape our lives to kind of like revolve around the ghost. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, people are, you know, so enthralled by what the paranormal is, but we don't really see like how human like the things that we uh, acknowledge are. And that then that's where I come in. I, I kind of like dig deep into those like nuances and see like, well, how human are ghosts really? If not uh, anything else, uh, really. So, yeah. And I mean, like ghosts have been around. I
0: mean, like stories of ghosts have been around since uh, writing has even been a thing, right? Like even in B.C., uh, the B.C. ages and everything
1: yeah there's you know there's many ways that you can define what a ghost is and it's not necessarily like the way that we think the way that i'm studying ghosts is uh, this is the deceased remnants of a human person whereas spirits and other things have uh broader definitions that aren't necessarily like uh, aren't necessarily human like they could be uh where we will talk about it. could be a demon, could be an animal. We just don't really know. And uh, I, I focus on the way that we humanize these entities uh, before anything else. For sure. So uh, today we're going to
0: focus on three A24 films. I'd say all of them have a bit of ghostliness to them. <laughs> yeah, but, a little uh, bit. Yeah. And uh, we're going to focus on how paranormal anthropology pertains to them. And those three films are The Witch hereditary and talk to me. And uh since Talk to Me is still in theaters, I will say right off the bat they will we will do uh strict no spoilers for Talk to Me and I think we'll start there though. Um the premise of Talk to Me is that a group of teenagers have wandered upon a special hand and when you light a candle and hold this hand and say talk to me, then this hand will serve as a medium to the spirit world. It's almost like a Ouija board in that sense, except you can see the spirits and if you say I let you in, then whatever spirit you may come in contact with can possess your body for as long as you hold the hand. So Ram, my first question to you is how exactly do do these mediums to the spirit world work like a Ouija board and uh was there a history of objects like this even before the Ouija board?
1: Oh man, uh, that's a good question. so just in general, like my my general take on uh talk to me uh. It's very interesting how similar yet extremely invasive the hand is compared to a actual Ouija board. There's a lot of psychological, like you know, mental play when a Ouija board is concerned because it, you could take it one of two ways. One, it's like a spirit is actually like siphoning energy from you to move the the planchette around the board to create these this language uh, or it's just you and your goofy friends are just kind of like wibbly wobbling around the board like and then you're just associating random cues you've made up in your own mind to like something that's relevant in the in the environment that is then making you scared uh, the hand Oh, man. Like, I, I would say the hand is the spookiest part of the entire film. Uh, obviously, no spoilers. Um, but just the way that you could just lay your your own hand upon a spooky hand-like object and then just be able to see ghosts is quite a concept. And objects like that have, have existed throughout history in many different forms. So... I'm going to speak generally here because I could talk about voodoo all day, Uh, but there's a lot of, like, Haitian, like, voodoo mythology that revolves around just harnessing spirits into your own body and letting them take hold of you and kind of, like, act upon you, like, for a while. And that's kind of what I got from Talk To Me in that regard, is that you're, you're letting this spirit invade your body willingly like that's the key that's the key point here is that in a lot of like different media and a lot of different like you know demonic like lore a demon tricks you into letting you in like letting it into your body like it's never like you're never letting the demon in like being like yeah please you know my rent is a hundred dollars a month please come (laughs) inside (laughs) and, and mess around in there yeah uh, I let and, you in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You let you're letting them in and the demons and like different like aspects do it in like a really backwards way to like trick you into letting them inside. But this is these these kids are just letting these spirits inside because they want to feel something. They want to talk to them. 'Cause it's something like I, I obviously things that zoomers do, right? Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> um, a, well
0: it's a metaphor for, you know, drug abuse, I think, but Right. Uh yeah, we're gonna focus on, yeah, specifically the paranormal aspects of it. And so you're saying like um there is like actually a history like in voodoo of people like allowing people or allowing spirits to possess them.
1: Yep. So there's That's, like there's yeah. like cultural there's like cultural, like I I'd say they're like um city council meetings where they're just like okay there's something there's something up in the in the like this the commune today um the spirits need to come down and kind of like enact and get get it out of their system so that it stops like doing something negative or even like in certain situations something positive like in, in voodoo, like spiritual possession is not inherently a negative thing. It is something that they want. And the those that are chosen to harness those spirits are actually considered like very sacred. Whereas there are certain instances in that film where, you know, uh, you know, it's, is it good? Is it, is the spirit bad? Um, but they're, they're chosen to be seen for a specific reason, whether it's uh, good or bad. For sure.
0: So, like, in film, we've kind of, like, uh, we, well, to, for purposes of horror, you think that we've made it much scarier and, I mean, against, uh, we we want to use it in aspects of horror, whereas in some cultures, it's actually seen as a positive to let a spirit inhabit you. That's really interesting, actually.
1: Yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely something that's, like, on this, it, it's definitely where, like, an Americanized version of, like, of, of just paranormal acts in general kind of like like manipulates the the idea of it uh whereas like you don't hear about that stuff until people like me tell you it right yeah, for sure
0: and like does a spirit like necessarily need a medium to possess someone i mean like i guess there. you were saying there's times where spirits can trick people into possessing them but like uh in, in human history uh is it most likely that a spirit needs a medium
1: to possess someone are you asking like medium in a sense like it's a person that has the ability to channel like these things like oh yeah something? you're
0: right so uh, i guess a, a person can
1: be a medium right but then
0: um you're, you're saying do yeah. they
1: need like do they need like an object like something yeah. tangible uh no not necessarily a human enough is a is a uh we're essentially just, like, giant antennas when it comes to anything, whether that be, like, interference on a television or, like, letting a spirit possess you. Like, there there doesn't necessarily need to be, like, an object involved. There are symbolic objects in, in almost every culture that kind of is just a, like, just a symbol, not necessarily a need. Like, like, witch doctors will, like, use, like, specific, you know, objects to, to channel, like, divine energy, like, even, like, even, like, just look at everything in Catholicism. Like, does a priest need a giant cross to, like, walk down the aisle to, like, you know, for, like, the procession, like, at the beginning of a mass? No. Yeah, no. But it's there That's as a, a, it's there as a symbol. <laughs> the object in the in the film is a lot more involved than just a symbolic object. Let's cut. Co- let's come down to earth a little bit. Like if you're at like a a seance uh, with a, uh, a a medium, like a, a person who is a medium, and they have like a crystal ball, or maybe you're there with intent and you bring an object that is uh, associated with a person that you're trying to contact like there's a lot of tropes in in that type of uh activity where you know if you're calling someone from the spirit realm they need like an anchor to to be summoned and normally that anchor is something that they held dear in life and they'll just use that like people will bring like sweaters or like something that has their smell on it or it just or something like a personal object that they had when they were alive and uh that it's kind of the same it's kind of the same type of deal just in a like in a a more like pointed sense not like in a general sense because when you're caught like in haitian voodoo like you're not you don't know who the person is it's just like it's just some you know spirit that is just you know around but like in that kind of culture too like like ancestor spirits are like a huge part of like their everyday life. Like spirits aren't just like, ah, oh, spooky. Like, why are there ghosts here? It's like, no ghosts are around them just 100% of the time. Gotcha.
0: Very interesting. Um, And I guess, so like the most classic film that had to do with like uh exorcisms is the exorcist, which, yeah, like, you know, you're that's a very uh, Catholic film. Um, very different than, you know, maybe Haitian voodoo or anything uh that has to do with, spirits um in different religions and how they're portrayed but like in this film they show like when when you're possessed you have to get kind of like an old school exorcism to get unpossessed uh and i guess uh is that in in, like haitian voodoo is that uh, a thing to like do you have to is there an unpossessing of of someone
1: Or uh so there's like there's like general like i would say end of ceremony practices uh normally the spirits will just leave
0: yeah, like when you. it so, when the ceremony the is thing, yeah
1: yeah when the ceremony is done like the spirit doesn't necessarily have like any like need to stay in you because like they have ascended like their their essa their, their like state of being is just different they don't necessarily they don't it's not like they're like I want to possess you because I want to be alive again it's like no 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 being yeah. dead is better
0: <laughs> for sure. So uh, speaking of possessions, uh, we can move on to Hereditary now, and I will advise for spoilers on this one because it's been out for a few years now. So um, we can Euler discuss heavy. it Yeah, a little more in-depth for sure. So Hereditary is, of course, about a family that slowly gets sucked into a demonic cult that worships the historical literary figure of King... I'm, I'm going to say King Paimon because that's how they say it at the end of the film, but uh, it can also be said Paimon, as you pointed out before we... Sorry, this interview. Talk to me a bit about King Paimon. Is he a demon in the classical sense and how exactly has he been depicted in literature?
1: Uh King Paimon has really only been mentioned in like the Lesser Book of Sol- Lesser Key of Solomon like texts, which are if, mm. uh, for those of you who don't know, super old book. Yeah. Not very riveting read. Um Okay. But it's like a uh, sorcery book, right? Uh. Y- yeah. And he's he's really just like a it, there's so many ways to depict like the demons that like are just loyal to Lucifer. He's like one of Mm. Lucifer's like generals. Okay. He's like in a, he's like in a tree branch of demons that like are named, uh, that once, uh, possessed, once you have been possessed by them, the only way to really control them in the sense that we understand is by, Figuring out getting them to tell you what their name is, and then once you have their name there's like power in knowing a name and then you're and able you to them. Re- remove yeah. at least remove yeah. them or uh, let, attempt to exercise them uh that's a little sidebar uh note so thomas sortis is a is a doctor of anthropology out of u c San Diego and he currently is following uh religious heads of the Catholic church in in Italy right now uh, during what they are calling their exorcism resurgence. So he's following around a bunch of like ordained exorcists in the Catholic church doing like full on exorcisms again.
0: Yeah.
1: And in his work, uh, he, he states that like, you know, the, the, the people that are being possessed that he's witnessing these exorcisms are are like, disconnected from what is happening in the present and just regurgitating information that like they know that they don't have, I gotcha. which is interesting. And it's it, kind of the same thing. Like they, like they're assuming the, like they're getting a name from them and then they're going forward with that. The, the, his work isn't done. Um, so I get bits and pieces where I can from people that I know that know him <laughs> Uh, And it's just very interesting because he's like in it and you got he has full rights to like be able to uh, regurgitate that information later. So I'm excited to see what what comes out of that. But yeah, Yeah. Catholic possessions are freaking nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's kind
0: of like in The Exorcist when um, Reagan started just speaking uh, Latin and like, uh, yeah, the the priest was like, she doesn't know Latin, does she? And uh, that mom was like, no, definitely not. So that's, I mean, has there been uh, anybody invoking, so they might invoke, like, information that they definitely do not know, is there any uh, history of, like, people invoking payment at all, uh, and stuff like that, or?
1: Uh, no, not really, I mean, like, yeah. they, they uh, there's like a, I don't think payment is, like, high up there in the, like, hierarchy of demons that people kind of, like, just are possessed by. Um, there's really not much to go on when it comes to this guy. I think, uh, a, but a 24 is, is known for kind of like working in little niches. So yeah, giving probably
0: just found him in a random little book and, uh, probably was like, well, this is the guy I want my whole, uh, movie to be around. And that that's probably how that
1: happened. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, and it's like,
1: oh, I can't go, like, if it was like, oh, it was just Lucifer the whole time, like, there, how yeah. much stuff is there on Lucifer? Like, millions mm. of things. It's like, with Paimon, yeah. there's like, a yeah. few little things here and there. It, it adds <laughs> to the mystery of the character, like, in the film. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: and is there kind of a history of demons, uh, like Paimon, or other, maybe, like, kind of larger demons possessing someone, and like, Causing havoc, causing or uh, you know, starting a cult, causing havoc. Is that something that hereditary might have drawn from an actual life, or
1: uh, is that kind of another creation? I've so like the the so Paimon is like the is the like. It, is re- so the, with Catholics, they have a uh, tendency to like give demons dominion over stuff that's cool and like relevant to like the social hierarchy of of humanity. So like payment is like a demon of uh, fortune and knowledge, which is what like the the cult in the movie is like after. Like they are, uh, it's a prosperity. It's, they just want like wealth and power and just stuff that you know regular humans want
0: and yeah is that a thing though like um people will i mean the occult classically is kind of like people that worship the devil or demons and start cults around them to try to invoke them and gain power that's that's right right yeah that's kind of yeah classic in
1: a general sense yeah and like i don't know if there's like you could assume a lot of stuff like with things that have uh happened in the past, like if you like really think about it, like a lot of these like cults that like pop up throughout history that that's crazy stuff like mm-hmm. why why would a why would a divine figure make you do all that? like I think of like heaven's gate, yep, like who's just like, yeah, you know, if you kill a bunch of if you kill everyone, we're all going to heaven. Mm -hmm. that's what good people say (laughs) yep (laughs) so it it just makes you think and you know like the golden state killer said that he was possessed like at one point i think yeah and like you know the manson family like you know charles manson was all there right
0: yeah (laughs) i mean there's there has you know there uh this will go into the witch too how in, in a lot of these cases where they see paranormal things there is definitely a history of other things going on like the manson family was uh hopped up on acid for you know like weeks months at a time yeah and yeah like um the witch uh I I guess so in history um they are starting to realize that a lot of the witch trials like people might have seen actual uh witchcraft per se like not actual witchcraft, but that's what they thought they were seeing. But really, it might have been ergot poisoning, uh, which is where all the corn got poisoned, right? Yeah. Uh, and that is what they think uh, the Salem witch trials were people probably hallucinating from bad crops. Is that is
1: that true? Uh, I haven't heard anything. I have never, okay. like, heard that before. Um, yeah. I, I have a, a colleague in my cohort at, at, at college who's uh, into... Um, Uh, plague anthropology, particularly around, like, deaths and, like, involving, like, the Black Death. But something like that is definitely, like, in her wheelhouse. Like, and I'm sure happens all the time, you know? You know, us getting hallucinations and then just coming up with giant, like, you know, expansive thought, whether it's right or wrong, has been theorized to, like, be the precursor for, like, human cognition. Mm-hmm. Like there's a theory like out there where the like, you know, early uh, hominids kind of just sparked their imaginative states by ingesting like mushrooms, like hallucinogenic yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. So anything's possible. And honestly, sure. I uh, people back in like Puritan times who are like seeing witchcraft, like witchcraft as it's practiced today like affirmations and like you know mm-hmm. like you know uh healthy like ritual stuff women just being like free thinkers is mm-hmm. very scary to them and i'm yeah. sure it was probably also stuff that was just happening that they were <laughs> like Mm-mm, yeah we don't like In a that. very
0: sexist uh culture i mean back then and still kind of Right, you know, there's definitely sexism around today that probably gets relayed on to people that uh, enjoy witchcraft type of stuff. Right, but yeah.
1: We're pigeon, <laughs> we're pigeonholing into the witch a little bit. Let's, let's yeah, head yeah, back to for hereditary sure. for a second.
0: <laughs> you, you, do you want to go
1: back to hereditary? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a lot to okay. say about the witch, and it's not the time for it.
0: Okay, okay. So hereditary. Um, the other things I wanted to think about with hereditary is. I think it's a film about generational trauma. Uh do you agree with that?
1: I do agree with that. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of it's it's so many layers to this film. Like in my perspective as as a trans woman, like the the entire the like the entire premise of them uh, so the mother, so Charlie was born, right? Mhm. And uh for they don't really go into the context about that, but like the matriarch of the of the cult was like this is paimon but paimon was born wrong paimon's supposed to be a man but charlie is a charlie is a is a woman but also uh charlie like her name like they bring it's like a sentence in the film but like her name was also heavily influenced by the grandmother
0: okay yep
1: so charlie is a is a I actually have a person who I'm in class with who's right now who's named Charlie, but I digress, is a predominantly masculine name being given to a young girl. And then throughout the entire film, it was a it was this. Well, she was born incorrectly, so we need to fix that. How are we going to fix that? Uh, And. Whether the, whether the goal of that was to kind of like nurture Charlie into a, uh, maybe a transgender situation, Mm -hmm. but then she dies, right? She gets decapitated and there's that like thematic, like link throughout the film of like headlessness. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to incept this uh spiritual communication with uh i think her name was joan manipulating um you know tony collette's character into being able to summon the spirit to then inhabit the charlie spirit in within the the male body of peter yep like the entire movie yeah, for sure. I
0: definitely when I saw the de- decapitation, the very infamous uh, decapitation, I felt like Pyman uh, had a hand in everything that went into that. Like, I thought that Pyman might have um, purposely. It was like he purposely placed the the uh, was it the cookies uh, that uh, Charlie was allergic to. Sure. I think like yeah, I feel like he had a hand in all of that happening in that exact order because he was angry, uh, that he couldn't inhabit Charlie. Um, and well that I, I think this is also another theme in like a lot of a 24 films is people that are experiencing great grief are way more susceptible to be overtaken by outer things, outer sources. Um, and that's where I think, I think Charlie had to die for Peter to be
1: possessed. Uh, do you think that's true? or uh i i don't know so they don't they don't necessarily i i there's a lot of there's a lot of like um just cues in the film that make me think that that's that's not the case okay i i I think that they make a lot of the the decapitation part like Mm -hmm. so charlie gets decapitated and they're like oh no (laughs) vessel dead what hap what do and then, so Tony Collette's character gets decapitated, and then they also post mortem decapitate the grandmother. Yep. But okay. they did that. They did both of those later things after Charlie had been decapitated, which, in like the eyes of the the viewer, was 100% an accident because of Peter's negligence. And I think that the pieces there were okay peter is a man peter is responsible for the death of who they believe to be the like reincarnate of paimon and now Mm -hmm. we need to correct this and because charlie was born wrong Mm -hmm. they now have a way to uh get her spirit into a correct vessel i gotcha which also would go into killing peter who was responsible for the death in the first place for sure. And, and you think the headlessness is a metaphor too. Uh, yeah. Like there's so many like tropes around the, like, uh, the, around, you know, mindlessness, like mm-hmm. not having direction. Like, I feel like there was a, just a general sense of they decapitated our, they decapitated our, our God really. And so, like, that must be, like, you know, the, the the matriarchal lineage of this also must now be headless. For sure. Uh,
0: so, Ari Aster went on to make Boaz Afraid, which is another film I think that has to do with uh, generational trauma, too. And I think that's really what he was trying to get at. with. And he was using this story as payment uh, and all this demon lore as kind of a stand-in. Basically, like, I think the grandma was probably abusive to Tony Collette's character. And then Tony Collette's character then became abusive towards, uh, her own children. And I felt like that was really the point of the film was that like this generational trauma, when your parents are abusive towards you, you end up being abusive towards your children too. And yeah. And I, and doing that through like the way of ghosts or spirits, uh, I I think that is actually a really like smart way to do it, and, and yeah, like I, I guess in a lot of media, that's also like Steve. I think of uh, Stephen King. He often uses ghosts and spirits to make a larger metaphor about uh, actual real life trauma that happens all the time. You know.
1: Oh yeah, every and, every yeah. trope in it.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Just fear, like you give into it and uh, that it can take hold of you. It won't let go of you, basically. It was, right. Yeah. And it,
1: it, it <laughs> yeah. also, and you know, it, it also kind of speaks to, it just speaks to like the, uh, what grief can do to a person. Mm-hmm. Like grief can take hold in so many different ways. I mean, like, I, I wrote my master's essay on how ghosts kind of like manifest themselves in the wake of like trauma. And that's really what happened to Tony Collette's character is that she wanted to be with her daughter so bad that she was willing to let in this stranger, who then convinced her that you know the spirit, whether it was something malicious or not, was her her daughter, and then it, she became obsessed with it to the point mm-hmm. where she it, it attached itself to her in a in a negative way. Yeah. Yep. And not to mention, like the whole her, you know, going back to well, was Peter like the end game from the start? Well, if Pyman was pulling the strings, why would Tony Collette's character pour gasoline on her child and <laughs> g- attempt to light him on fire at any yeah. point during this timeline? Is 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 mind game, galaxy brain? If I've ever. For heard sure. It, so. Yeah.
0: Well yeah and then I I guess with hereditary like I I just yeah I thought maybe Paimon can't directly control the strings but can influence things and sure. I think that's also a big thing in a lot of media with spirits and everything it's like you have the spirit influencing something but not they they need a actual medium to the real world to uh be able to control anything right Yeah I mean where, that that's
1: yeah. that's just a that's a general devil trope like yeah. going back to the the quote in the bible the devil is a liar there's a lot of there's a lot of false promises mm-hmm. and a lot of these like demon related like metaphors in a lot of films where mm-hmm. it's like they promised me something I, if I do this they will give me this there's never a there's never a certainty look at what happened to uh peter's whole family they're all dead if the matriarch this matriarch of this family is just the, the figurehead and trying to facilitate like Paimon's like insurgence into the real world, every single one of her family members had to die. Hmm. And then Charlie comes back, allegedly. You know, obviously you see the mannerisms of who Charlie was when they were alive, like in Peter at that towards the end of the film. But who is that do you even know who that is and then this little girl is trapped in this you know adult man's body having to like be worshipped like how is that gonna work how is that working socially for, for them for the rest of yeah. their life <laughs> not well <laughs> no not well no but, yeah.
0: but well, i mean you know that's where i i kind of like how uh that's how they end it is just the hail payment scene and it's just like it's all chaos there. You know, like I I enjoy chaotic, all chaos.
1: And the the slow burn of that film is just (laughs) so good. And like you get something super traumatic at the beginning, you kind of get a lull throughout the middle and then it's Tony Collette's chasing you through a house, cuts her head off with a piano wire and then is just floating around. That's crazy. That's insane directing. Good job. Ari Aster. Hell yeah. Ari Aster. So, uh, yeah,
0: we'll move on to, uh, the witch year And I love this film for many reasons you're not as big of a fan of the witch though. Right. That's it. No. And you, you know,
1: saying? and yeah. you know, I saw the witch and I'm looking at the year and 2015 had a lot of other decent horror films. And I feel like my bar for the witch was set too high. Okay. And I think that's my fault. And I haven't visited, I haven't done a rewatch of the witch in a while. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. after today. But the witch had a lot of decent horror tropes in it that i that I think are valuable, a lot of like uh very uh minor um just religious like intersections as well, like we were talking about the witch trials earlier like there's just a lot of good witch lore in that film that is very subtle that gradually increases throughout yep which i appreciate yeah for
0: sure and um i i think the reason i like it is like the extremely realistic depiction of like early colonial america um being afraid like of what's in the woods and everything that that was just like probably led to a lot of uh people getting murdered anyway (laughs) but uh but being a believer in paranormal entities such as yourself um do you think there was any proof of witchcraft in early colonial america and i'm yeah do you believe in witchcraft like in even more subtle ways like uh i know you're saying that people use it for they will create potions and stuff and use it for good but do you believe like that sorcery can be a thing like looking at it throughout human history
1: I mean, there's a lot of things that are in, like, very, like, minor religious, like, sectors that are would be considered, like, sorcery and witchcraft. Like, going back to voodoo, like, that is witchcraft. Like, the, the possession of spirits, like, creating, like, you know, wards against it. Like, you know, a- a- anything that goes bad, like, in... That that kind of uh, like religious sector is just like it must be witchcraft. There's a witch somewhere. We must do things so that we can stop the witch. But there's never actually a culprit. And a lot of that kind of pours into you know like uh, you know the witchcraft that you you see in North America with like the witch trials, where like there was just a lot of things that befell communities that they didn't really have an answer to that they blamed on a witch or witches. And then they needed fig- they needed fall people to kind of like you know uh, reinforce the, to the community that the problem was being handled, which didn't necessarily mean that those people were actually conducting witchcraft. But when you look when you go back to what the root like uh, descriptions of the supernatural is, the supernatural is just like it was just trying to describe the divine, like like rain. And like storms in a lot of native American uh, literature is like thunderbirds, but that was only because we didn't have an explanation for that thing yet. We didn't have scientific explanations for that thing. So what, you know, early what like what these like settlers were doing was just you know oh i we don't understand why these things are happening we're doing everything right so there must be something negative that's befalling us and what is that it's just you're and then you're creating witches yeah in that scenario
0: so you, you're you actually tend more on the side of caution where you think it was a lack of science back then and not uh you know not knowing why
1: certain things were happening the way they were uh i yeah i think a lot of things i think a lot of things lacked the understanding of the time but Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like like turning off the the scientist in me do i believe that like sorcery of like like that level like of movie level like witches is is it possible yeah i think there's a lot of things that we that happen uh, that can't be explained like as much as i try to science ghosts like ghosts are very much an currently unexplainable phenomena amongst a lot of people because we don't understand how it happens why it happens like and then if we did know how would that affect like greater like religious understanding of the afterlife for a lot of people so uh it's really you know the 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 bar for interpretation is set like really low and i i think that like you said earlier with like you know it could have just been like the poisoning of crops causing people to hallucinate anything goes i also just think that like like i said before like it is didn't like women doing anything weird yep <laughs> like going back to monty yeah. like like monty python and the holy grail like obviously it's a, 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 a comedy but the whole the, the whole scene she's, where a, witch. she's yeah. a witch she's a witch yep like oh if she floats she's a witch right it's like no people can just do that people who had ideas weren't necessarily accepted very quickly when they had them yep because it defied already established institutions that they built on religion and just this like like philosophical understanding of what god is and how god interacts with things Mm -hmm. so to combat that like oh you must be be to undo power structures yeah Yeah, yep (laughs) and you must be you must be
0: working with the devil yep um and a couple more questions on the witch here um the witch of course has a scene of a woman grinding up a baby and spreading the baby's blood all over so she can fly yeah this is oddly similar to what people believe with QAnon and uh the jewish blood libel is another very uh messed up conspiracy that uh actually kind of echoes this why is there such a history of baby sacrifices giving people supernatural powers
1: (laughs) um well let's talk about um the 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 real world applications of grinding up babies uh obviously stem cells are very uh uh, like are very potent when it comes to like untapped like scientific like medical knowledge that we don't mm-hmm. understand that have so many different positive applications. Obviously we're not grinding up babies. We're yeah. not grinding <laughs> up full babies. Yep. So but uh, I think that it's in most cultures, like a child is just this untapped pureness. Mm-hmm. Because it hasn't been tainted by the world in any way yet. Yep. It is, It is. you know, when you think of the cycle of life and death, you know, you come out fresh and you go into the ground and the, and the cycle is complete. And where are you the most pure, the most susceptible yeah, so, is yeah. when you're coming out of the womb. Yep. Uh, and, and that's where I think that they get it from is just this you sacrifice a baby yeah. that's a that's <laughs> the that's the mario mushroom
0: <laughs> so like historically it's just because they're these symbols of pure innocence and yes um well also going back i when th- they used to do sacrifices what in the aztec days and everything and that would be a thing was to to sacrifice babies back then right yeah so, they would sacrifice
1: yeah. they would sacrifice uh, like adults too though yeah yeah. like because dying for your for your god was considered a high honor like when you think like the they call it the ball game yep uh winners of that sport would just get at the end of it just their heads cut off and that was that was that was it that was your super bowl trophy was you get to go to you get to be sacrificed to the gods there isn't a higher honor uh and you know babies don't know any better obviously (laughs) those those parents are like hell yeah sacrifice my baby Uh, because it's for a greater purpose it's for prosperity it's for good harvests it's for all of these things and you know in the witch they're like hell yeah this baby's gonna make me fly
0: yeah (laughs) And I mean, uh, you know, maybe a lot of the QAnon supporters watched The Witch, and then uh, then they started getting that idea, but who knows? But, um, so you have had experiences with ghosts, and you do believe them in ghosts, uh, and you actually have a theory about what they might be, and I know it has to do with energy, right? But I wanted to give you the floor to kind of talk more about what you think ghosts might be and supernatural uh, entities um how we come across with them you know
1: sure so like there's a lot of working theories on what ghosts are um in mm-hmm. in my frame of reference like ghosts can be many different things mm-hmm. but the way that most people understand them to be are are dead humans dead animals you know there is just like this innate way that when ghosts kind of like pop up in specific scenarios, that there's a lot of energy involved where, uh, you know, the lights are flickering. It gets really cold because they're like pulling all of this, uh, environmental energy to kind of manifest. And, uh, there's a lot to be said about that. And, the way that I kind of understand how a ghost can function. So we are humans are just batteries, right? Humans are firing off, you know, neurons all the time. And then, you know, in in going back to just like general, like rules of physics, like matter can't be destroyed, only reconstituted. So if we die, like what we had consciousness and now we just don't. Mm -hmm. And Ghosts kind of manifest as uninhibited consciousness without a human form, which could only be described as just kind of like this, you know, flux of energy, which is why ghosts need so much to manifest, which is why ghosts aren't necessarily like around all of the time. Like, obviously, in different cultures, they are around all the time Mm -hmm. because we understand them to just be facets of our life, but they're just invisible takes a lot to do really anything like it takes a lot to go running it takes a lot to like output that energy now take away like your physical form i'm sure it's a lot harder to do those kinds of things that's like ghosts don't show up like in photos or videos all the time also mm-hmm. ghosts people have this misconception that ghosts kind of like lose their humanity when they die and i don't think that's the case i think ghosts maintain like everything that they had because that's how we understand human consciousness to be like if i die i automatically just forget like how to person i don't think that makes any sense so you see in a lot of like people are like oh man well people got like a picture of a ghost in this place but i go to the same place and like you know i tell it to fight me or whatever and it won't come out like zach bagan does and ghost adventures okay but but humans (laughs) like humans like I don't have to talk to you like Mm -hmm. I I, I'm I don't have to be in a photo with you so like these these ghosts are just being human it's like if they want to talk to you if they want to interact with you they're going to yep and so you know when it comes down to like what is a ghost a ghost is just a silly little guy who just wants to show up sometimes yeah
0: and their energy is attracted to things uh That they might have been attracted to in their real life. Uh, I think that's something you've told me before too, right?
1: Yes. So like, if I'm a, so like, look, I'm alive and I love my stuff. Why would that change when I die? You know, going Mm -hmm. like the Egyptians were buried with their things, hoping that it would come with them to the afterlife. If that's Mm -hmm. not the case man am i gonna like try to stay in my house as long as i can can like ghostly can like because mm-hmm. that's where all my stuff is yeah <laughs> and like that's where the people i love are currently oh man i wish there was a spoiler free way to talk about the end of talk to me right now but there isn't yeah. so there maybe is. that it, maybe that's so for a theater, la- so, yeah. maybe that's for a later a later podcast or maybe a sidebar it, thought for but sure. uh you know uh, the ghosts g- ghosts just manifest in so many different disjointed ways whether it's in cyclical loops of like things that they've done like in their life or maybe they're just uh, like for the a lack of a better term just inv- just purely invisible like if you really think about it and you think about what ghosts do like, if you see a ghost video and, like, something falls off of a shelf or, like, they're talking into a voice recorder, like, these aren't inherently supernatural things. These are just things that a human can do. And, but but because it is associated with something that's dead, people kind of, like, apply this supernatural and, like, divine sense to it. Like, And it's like, okay, if I really wanted to, I could lift up a table. Like, if mm-hmm. there's me and another guy, I'm just gonna we're going to lift the table up, right? Yeah. So levitation, like, in a spiritual sense, is also not that weird. Like, if you really think Tenacious about it Tenacious
0: D out. said levitation owns. Levitation does own. Jack Black never told a lie.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, like, you know, my work in general is just trying to, like, it's just trying to, like, bring the human back into what it means to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. And like that's a, that all means a lot of things to a lot of different people, and it it, it yeah. it's very much a spectrum.
0: Yeah, and do you believe there's a spirit realm, and that's what we might go into after we pass away?
1: Um, I think the spirit realm is just kind of an overlay of the normal human realm. Okay. Like I think that in uh, in the same in a similar so. This is. I don't think this is like a Beetlejuice scenario where like there's a a mm-hmm. clerk at the other end that gives we you a, a handbook yeah. on how to be a ghost. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I think that you're you're generally just you're just in like a a mirror image, if not just continuing to exist on the same plane of existence mm-hmm. that you were when you were alive. It's just you you're interacting with it on a different level now. I gotcha. Like my favorite paranormal investigator tool is the spirit box because the spirit box is the silliest thing anyone could ever think of for a couple reasons. It is essentially just an AM radio that's cycling through like frequencies at like yeah. a very fast speed and the ghosts are supposed to be able to manipulate that and pull words out that they want to use. That implies a lot of things. Is that on that...
0: ghost files or is that uh, I... I feel like I've seen that before. Well, yes,
1: people use spirit box all the time. Ryan and Shane use the spirit box because it's hilarious. Uh, But (laughs) the the spirit box implies a lot of things about what ghosts are and are not able to do. So one, I'm dead, right? I'm a human, and I am a human that has created how the spirit box works because that is how I perceive that a ghost is able. If I I'm telling you right now, if I died right now, I would not be able to. I could not tell you how to interact with that spirit box in order to do what they're assuming that ghosts know how to do. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I just supposed to? So like, it's just random. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm supposed to touch it when a word yeah. shows up, but that means that I'm like connected to like these broad frequencies of of AM radio to be able to pull out words. Yeah but you're also assuming that I am a native English speaker. Yeah. Spirit boxes are only pulling out English words. Most of the time, if I brought a spirit box to Germany and it's only picking up on like random audio, like what if I'm like, what if I died abroad? And let's just say the German, like the spirit box doesn't have any English words. I'm screwed. I can't talk to you. I'm going to be pulling out baby, ge- baby, be- 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 on you. So it's the same, same thing with the Ouija board pretty much. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we assume a lot when it comes to these objects and how they work and how we think Mm -hmm. spirits can perceive knowledge and language. And it's like the most hilarious Ghost Adventures episode to me is they go to this castle in Germany and they start speaking to the ghosts in English. I'm like, I'm like, dog, (laughs) no one. No, everyone's like, "Uh, we don't know what you're saying, dude. Yeah. They're just—they're
0: walking around the castle. They're saying, "I want Venus Schwitzel," you know. Yeah, so we probably not. I want, but
1: yeah. What I'm trying to get at is, (laughs) as 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 people who like loosely understand what ghosts are, we assume a lot of what we understand in the real world to apply to the spirit world. But also, we apply Mm -hmm. a lot of supernatural and divine nature to what a ghost is. And in some cultures, they they perceive them to be like they're you know gods in a way, but. Yeah. just in a general sense like a ghost is just a dude it's just a a, a, a gal or, or or anyone who's just mm-hmm. kind of trying to continue to exist and like we don't know how that works yeah <laughs> i like that a lot well
0: uh thank you for being on rhea um i think we'll definitely have you back on for the hereditary podcast which we're uh, now we're in 2017 year of A24, and we're actually going to be reviewing The Black Coat's Daughter next week, uh, which is another horror film. So uh, people that want to continue on the uh, Halloween trend of listening to podcasts, uh, we will have another one for you next week. Do um, you got anything else you want to uh, tell the audience, Rhea?
1: Always have a always have a buffer movie after you watch horror films, because sometimes they're scary and you don't want to be traumatized, which is the theme of all three of these films that we've talked about today. Oh, yeah, for sure. After uh, you watch The Witch, definitely
0: do Barbie afterwards, because uh, Barbie is like a dessert,
1: you know? Uh, I I saw Hereditary (laughs) for the first time and I immediately went home and watched Thor Ragnarok because that was the happiest movie I could think of. (laughs) just yeah. heal me from the horrors that i've witnessed right but <laughs> other right. than that thanks for having me on yeah
0: thanks for being on and uh you know we'll definitely have you back on so all right have a good night everybody thanks uh happy halloween or happy halloween month a four five discussion